Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Um, but, but last week, we're, we're, we're on the... Uh, remember the... Uh, the the uh, commandments, the Ten Commandments, as we refer to them from the Old Testament, the first three are about God. God does not change. So they're the same, and we found we find that those Ten Commandments, even though the first three uh, are a part of the Old Covenant, they are brought over into the New Covenant because God has not changed. And we still have to... Um, uh, remember that about God, that He is the same. So today, we still have nothing between us and God. And we have to be careful about uh, what we say, how we speak about Him. And that we have no graven image uh, of God. And then we looked at the Sabbath day and it became a type. So we don't keep the Sabbath day today. It was a type of rest that we look forward to when we die and go to heaven. That's the rest of uh, Hebrews chapter 4. So we don't keep the Sabbath day as a day of observance. Now it is a type of the rest that we have when we die and enter into God's presence. So things change from one covenant to the other. <clears throat> And uh, now we're looking at the honor your father and your mother. Let's go back to Exodus, uh, the fifth commandment in Exodus chapter 20. <clears throat> Exodus chapter 20. And look at verse 12. <clears throat> honor. Your father and your mother, that your days may be prolonged in the land which the Lord your God gives you. Now you and I know now that that would have no bearing on us at all today. Because it's in what covenant? Huh? The old. It's under the old covenant. And we're under today, we are under a new, new covenant. <clears throat> oh, I'm glad you're catching on. We're under a new covenant. And when did the new covenant begin? The death of Christ. The day of Pentecost. Where, the, where? I didn't hear. The day of Pentecost. Okay, on the day of Pentecost, the new covenant begins... So, what Jesus taught, of course, was under the Old Covenant, wasn't it? And would you go to Jesus to get your authority for how you live today and how the church would function today? Of course not. Why? You know, I better just take a break here. I mean, we better look at a couple of things. Let's go to, um, <clears throat> let's go to Galatians 4.4. 4. <clears throat> I, I just better make sure that we're on the same page. 
Because this is, uh, I, I have a, I have two texts. I, Tanya read them on my phone. Coming because this is the issue that separates the church of the New Testament from the other churches of the world today is the covenant issue. <clears throat> so let's let's go to Galatians chapter four and verse four. Galatians four four. But when the fullness of the time came, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman, born under the new covenant. Oh, so He was born under what? He was born under the law and he was measured by how he lived up to the law because there was no new covenant when Jesus was here. He had no standard to live to except for what standard? The standard of the old law. The old covenant. I mean, even the plant didn't like that one. <laughs> now let's go to Matthew 15. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 15. And verse 24. Now he is speaking to a Canaanite woman and remember that an exception to the rule doesn't establish, does not make the rule, it establishes the rule. And he said in verse 24 to this Canaanite Gentile woman and remember the disciples are telling him Send this Gentile away because I because you came to your own people. That's John 1.11. He came unto his own, and his own people rejected him. But here he says to them, he answered and said, I was sent. And what's the next word? Only. Can anybody say only? Only. Only. I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Now, we ought to believe that. Jesus is saying to the Gentile woman, and remember... He is going to honor her, but he is reminding her that he did not come for her. He came to whom? Israel. To only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Now, folks, there's lots of scriptures that go along that line. 
And Jesus would, did not even allow his disciples, the 70, when he sent them out, he said, now whatever you do, you stay away from the Gentiles because your message is not to the Gentiles. It is only to the Jews. Then when he came down to the last weeks of his life, now he began to talk about the disciples who were going to be the executors of his will. The apostles. And they were going to carry forth the message that he would give to them and the establishment of a new covenant. <clears throat> Let's go to Hebrews chapter 9. This isn't where I was planning to go. This is your fault. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 9 verse 15 For this reason he is the mediator <coughs> this is Hebrews 9:15 mediator of a new covenant so that since a and who were the executors of this new covenant he appointed the what the 12 apostles they became the ministers or the executors of the new covenant so our authority today, folks, is not with Jesus except that as what he taught his executors, the apostles. They are the authority for the church today. That's why, I think it's on the front of your bulletin, we continue steadfastly in whose doctrine? The apostles' doctrine. That's what separates the church of the New Testament from the churches made by man because they confuse the covenants. We're not under the old covenant. Jesus was under the new covenant. He did not begin the new covenant while he was here. He had to wait until we read in Hebrews 9, 15 through 17. We'll read that now because that completes my thought. For this reason, he is the mediator of a new covenant so that since a death has taken place for the redemption of the transgressions that were committed under the first covenant, those who have been called may receive the promise of the eternal inheritance. Now, focus in on verse 16. For where a covenant is, there must of necessity be, what? The death of the one who made it. So a covenant is not in place, it is not effective until the one who provided it dies. For verse 17, a covenant is valid only when men are dead. It is never in force. It is never in force while the one who made it lives. And why do people still have a problem with the ten virgins who was a story to the Jews about what was taking place in their future with the fall of Jerusalem and they still have a problem with it? It's because they're trying to bring down into our time something that does not belong here. That's why there's so much confusion. And that's why we have to keep putting a spin 
to all of these teachings is because we're trying to we're trying to force what belongs to one covenant into another covenant and somehow there's a problem there and folks that's we got to grow out of that we just got to quit doing that so <clears throat> there must be of necessity the death of the one who made it for verse 17 for a covenant is valid only when men are dead it is never in force while the one who made it lives. <clears throat> so, and you can read on. Anyway, he was born under the law, Galatians 4.4. 4. He came to the house of Israel. He came unto his own people. He was judged by the law to meet the terms and intent of the law. Folks, Jesus, you could not have been baptized prior to Jesus' death because of why? There was nothing to be baptized into. There was nothing to be baptized into. He had to die before you could become united with Him for, and, and come under the shed blood for the forgiveness of sin. That's why, could the thief on the cross have been baptized? Well, of course not. Why? Jesus was alive. Jesus was still alive. He had not died. He had no authority. Jesus had no authority for, as it relates to the Christian age until what event? Until his death. So the thief on the cross could not have been baptized into Christ because you're baptized into his death. The shedding of his blood. That's where the blood was shed. See, that's, that's the problem we're faced with. So when we look at the Old Covenant, when we look at the Ten Commandments, we're looking at the Old Covenant. And if it wasn't for the fact that the apostles bring it down, our parts of it down, to the church today, it would have no authority over us at all. It has no authority on its own to be applicable to any of us today except for what the apostles bring it down to us as. I guess I said that right. <clears throat> so when we talk about the three things about God. God has not changed, so the New Testament simply renews uh, those first three commandments. It takes the Sabbath day and changes it from a day of observance to the hope that we have of rest eternally in God's presence. We enter into His rest, so it becomes a type. And now, honoring your father and your mother would have no relationship, no bearing, no authority over us at all today. If we wasn't for the fact that the apostles bring it back and renew it. So let's look at Ephesians chapter uh, 6. <clears throat> I think it's chapter 6. Uh, yeah, Ephesians chapter 6. And see if we can find that in the New Testament, under the New Covenant. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 3. Well, let's, let's go back to verse 1. Uh, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. 
Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. And then he goes on to talk about fathers, and that's further than what we want to go right now. So, last week we talked about what it is that parents do. Why are they to be honored? Why are mamas and daddies to be honored? Because they are the groomers. They're the ones who groom. God will not groom your children for you. I don't know about you, but if you ha we have grass. We have dogs. We have grass. Now, what happens if you don't mow the grass? The dogs do. <laughs> yeah, the dogs kill it, yeah. But, um, you know, and we have, we have some trees and some bushes and shrubbery. But what happens if you just let it go? It's out of control. It goes wild. No structure to it. So if you're going to have order to it, who's going to have to keep it in order? You are. And the same thing is true with your children, which we talked about last week. God will not groom your children for you. If you just let them go wild, they'll go wild. They have to be groomed. And he's given that responsibility to the parents. We read that in Exodus. That, that was a part of there. And here in Ephesians, we have it brought down to the new covenant. So therefore, it's valid for today. That they're in the grooming business. Parents are to be honored because they're the ones who groom. They're the ones who teach us to dress modestly, appropriately, to tie our shoestrings, to comb our hair, to have manners, to, res to be respectful. It's just like God will not hoe my corn for me, neither will he groom my children. And how are we to groom our children? And we read that from Hebrews chapter 12, verses 5 through 11 last week, that discipline is the process of grooming. That's the proof that mom and dad love. Did you know there's no way to show love apart from discipline? That's the proof that mom and dad care is discipline. And the purpose of discipline is to groom. Now sometimes that's done. Let's go to Proverbs chapter um, <clears throat> chapter 22. Psalms, Proverbs chapter 22. <clears throat> and let's, uh, let's read verse 15. And by the way, there are many, many verses on this subject. But just picking out one for an idea here. In Proverbs twenty-two fifteen, foolishness is bound in the heart of a child. Anybody deny that? And that word foolish, I think I've mentioned it before, but the word foolish means empty-headed. You do things without thinking. Well, I just wasn't thinking. 
It means to, to live without thinking. And that without thinking approach to life is true and characteristic of a child. Foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child. But notice how we are to deal with it. Same thing that, that is said in, in, the book of, uh, in uh, the book of Ephesians. The rod of discipline will remove it far from him. It will bring the child from foolish, empty-headedness into thinking about what they're doing. That's a part of the grooming process. <clears throat> so sometimes it may involve corporate punishment. <clears throat> and we live in a society today where that's poo-hooed. But look at the results. Is it Dr. Spock? Who was the first to begin the idea that the Bible was wrong? When it talked about physical discipline, corporate discipline? Well, look at the consequences. And when we look at what's going on in the world today, you can see that most of the people in our government are undisciplined people. They have no character. They've never been groomed by their parents to know and have principles of right and wrong by which they live. That's instilled with punishment done the proper, proper way. And that's what we discussed last week in the book of Hebrews. And folks, it's still valid. It's still true. It still does the right thing for the child. And that's why the parents are to be so honored and praised and lifted up. Because they're the groomers. They're what make children the right, the right way. Sometimes it's a verbal Sometimes it's the verbal. Not always, not always is corporate punishment necessary, but there are times in most children's life when it will be. And if it's done right, twice, three times, is probably as much as it ever needs to be done. But most people never think about what the Bible says about how to do it so it works the first time. And the first thing is, I wasn't going to go there, but I will now because you asked me to, right? <laughs> we had a vote of consensus. But you see, when, when you're disciplining it, you always use a neutral object. And you don't do it to harm the child. You do it because you love them. That's your proof that you really care about this child and the direction that it's taking and that you want it to have moral fiber. Folks, if you haven't been through this, you're going to have a hard time with your emotions when you get older. Most of the problems that people have when they're older today is because they weren't disciplined when they were young children. All kinds of neurotic diseases, all of those things come from the lack of discipline when you're younger. But when someone does, has been properly instructed that something is wrong and then they violate that, having known what was right and wrong, and then they are disciplined, you don't quit disciplining them until they quit crying. Anyone who stops the discipline before they quit crying is only instilling rebellion. And when you discipline them 
and they quit crying and there is the sob of remorse then there is the embracement of love and concern tenderness most people don't care enough to follow through with the right kind of discipline and all they create is a bunch of rebellious brats that's not complimentary by the way <laughs> but that's the truth folks that's you know God is so clear God created us and he tells us how to groom our children and we always are shortchanging we think we know better than God we don't and look at what's happening to the world today and most of it stems right here is that we do not have moms and dads that are grooming their children the right biblical way where did I send you I think I sent you to 1st Thessalonians chapter 2 and <clears throat> <In> verse 11 <clears throat> First Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 11 just as you know how we were exhorting and encouraging and imploring three terms exhorting encouraging imploring and all three of those must be done consistently not based on the mood of the parent. Exhorting, encouraging, imploring each one of you in the same way. Each one of you as a father would his own children. See, sometimes sometimes <clears throat> discipline is verbal as it is here the exhorting that's the teaching that's the showing how patiently enduringly encouraging yes you can you can do it the positive approach and imploring that means you're building an expectation that you expect to see results from what you're teaching. The same way, and he says, that's the way it's supposed to be amongst the church folk in the same way that a father would his children. You see that God has also given the responsibility of the discipline aspect of the children to the whom? To the father. See? It's to the Father. That's His business. It's hard. It's tough for a mom to discipline her children as a father would. And that's the way God intended that to be too. Because they have their role and there needs to be a balance. And a lot of times mamas get in the way because they won't let the father discipline the way he ought to do and sometimes it's because he doesn't know how he ought to do it and he just takes it out emotionally and that's the wrong thing entirely so notice though in verse 12 of our text the why 
So the church, the church, the believers in verse 10 are to do this with one another in the same way that a father would do it with his children. We understand that now. So verse 12, why? So that, that's, he tells us, he's going to give us a reason why. That you would walk in a manner worthy. Worthy of the God who calls you into his own kingdom and glory. So why is there the exhorting and the encouraging and the imploring amongst believers? And as a father would toward his children, so that we will walk rightly, walk in a manner worthy of God. Well, that's quite an, obje quite an objective. Sometimes we discipline through withholding of reward or privilege. If you want to read in Genesis 49, that whole chapter is dealing with reward and, uh, and privilege withheld and granted. So, there is the grooming and the purpose of grooming is so that life to demonstrate that life is worth getting right. Life is worth getting right. That's our subtitle for today on precious, the preciousness of parents because they have to communicate that life is worth getting right. And the, the reason we, we groom the child and their lives and their attitudes and their dispositions and all of those things that make them a human being is so that they will understand that life is worth getting right. Now one more thing. Let's go to let's go to Proverbs six. <clears throat> Proverbs chapter six. Psalms Proverbs one one verse here. I think we're gonna have to run. We're have to go, gonna have to quit. <clears throat> six twenty. So the family. With precious parents is the place where a long life begins. And we read that in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 3. But how, how, how is it that life is longer for those who come under the framework here? Because, in verse 20, My son, observe the commandment of your father and forsake not the teaching of your mother. See, that's how. That's how. Because there's communication going on and the commandment of your father and the teaching of your mother. Your mother is the one who kind of gives you the finer and more finessing details of life. And so, you are in... You, you are incorporating the things into your life that are the seed for a long life. 
And then, so much so that it develops. Uh, I got to got to read one more, then we'll close. In First Timothy uh, chapter five, <clears throat> and verse eight, even to where the children are taught to become helpful to their parents. They live long enough to help their parents, to be an assist to their parents when they need it. But if anyone does not provide for his own, and especially for those of his own household, he has become like everybody else and is qualified to run for any government office. <laughs> Do you see that in there? Nope. You don't see that in there. No. <clears throat> If anyone does not provide for his own, and he's including children here as well, and especially those of his household. So children are brought up not only to live a long life because of the commandment of the father and the teaching of the mother. They learn the things of how to live so they can live a long, healthy life. But they can also then become helpful caretakers of the household of which they have become a part of or were a part of and care for their parents. And that's taught in the Old Testament as well. If one does not do that, he has done what? What two things? Well, actually one thing. He has done what in this verse? He has denied the faith. So don't talk to me about your faith if you're not caring for those of your own. That's your first responsibility materially as well as spiritually. Anyone who does not provide for his own me making and meeting the needs of those of your own family relationships including the children to the parent when they are in that state of need. And especially those of his own household. He's talking about the immediacy, the proximate, the one next to you. He has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Those are not complimentary terms either. So there is a responsibility that's why we say that parents are precious. Honor your father and mother because they are precious. They're the groomers. They're the ones who teach you that life is worth getting right. So that when they get older and you're capable, you help them in their later years as well. That's how God designed the family to function. We're going to sing today our closing sing song. <clears throat> I think it's 6 -0. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.